All right. This one's gonna be a good one. I'm so I've been waiting for this one for like five months now, three months. I don't know. Anyway, I'm joined with people who have already been on the show before. My good buddy Adam and Mr. Anglin. Um, so I just wanted to start out by saying it is so good just to see like I guess I've seen Adam kind of recently. We play basketball every now and then, but it, I haven't seen you in like. When was the last time I saw you? Christmas? No. Podcast. Oh, maybe. When was that last podcast? But I'm pretty sure I saw you somewhere else. After maybe that. in Jan. I think it was January. Passing. Or maybe we're just maybe the text. Yeah, we, we yeah we text and email every now and then. But it's been good to see you. Have have you? How have you been like with the whole quarantining with the children at it, home? It reminds me of the '80s. I don't know. Like just 80s. like how so? Well, things slowed down as a kid. Maybe it was slower for me as a kid. There was no stress, and so you're just going out. You don't have anything to do, at least in the beginning. Um, and now things are come changing. But uh, just like, all right, what do we do with this day? Let's go play outside. Let's go walk. And okay. like, you walk, you see neighbors, people walking. Um, it was kind of almost like being on vacation, even though we we're still having to work. Um, but it was lighter, and a lot more freedom, a lot more free time. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. But I don't know. I miss traveling. Traveling. Just Did you travel able, before, or well, just I had like plans to go to, like to Greece this summer and go like oh. get in the, my brother's RV and, and two families and just go travel up to Colorado, do things like that. Um, so a lot of those have been put on the back burner. Yeah. What about you, Adam? How you oh man, I've been missing the uh, life of having a schedule. You know, I've gotten so lazy; it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like the only thing I can manage to do nowadays is like go to the gym and wake up and shower and eat and that's it. Is it just so. me or like whenever Has he lost weight? Yeah, he does look skinnier. I, I came off creatine. <laughs> <laughs> so. oh, okay. But I mean, you're right though. Like, have you, I, I lost weight. Have yeah. you lost weight? I lost some muscle. Yeah. I lost some weight. Um, not that I had much to lose, but, um, but yeah, you said that the last time I saw you too, that you said that I lost weight. Well, you did because you were depressed. Sorry, sorry <laughs> about your podcast, but no, it, no, no, it yeah. did it to me too. This is why when you need to learn how to edit. Yeah, I don't know. But, but you would say that's like a common thing when you are, I don't know, depressed is such a strong word. Like some people say like, oh, you're not depressed, you're just like sad. Little because dumb. like isn't depression like... You have to like diagnose it before, like you can say. Because some people get mad, like, "Oh, you're not actually depressed. You just..." And then you actually, you're just like making it less than what it actually is for like people who are actually depressed. You know? Have Have you not heard people say that to you before? Uh, I mean, yeah, I've heard like that line of thinking, but I don't know. I just find it weird nowadays. We kind of treat like our subjective experience, like our happiness and our moods, as like this mental health thing like it sort of turns into like more of like a checklist thing like oh am i mentally healthy today like let me do this let me do that you know what i mean what, like self-care yeah it, it just turns something that's like i don't want to say like intimate but something so personal and i don't know significant to you into something that's like a social media fad almost you know what i mean like Am I, are you mentally healthy? Like, how's oh. your mental health, you know? Yeah, I could definitely see that as being, like, a social media, like, trend kind of thing that yeah. people just yeah. post about every now and then. I don't know. Just to describe someone as, like, mentally healthy to me just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right, you know? 
I don't, I don't know if there is like healthy. a. I don't think there is like. I'm like a, a men- normal yeah. mental health. State. Just like there isn't necessarily. There's like a, obviously a spectrum of health to where you know like we could say. Uh, hopefully this isn't controversial in a few years, but uh, <laughs> like. Yeah, like you know, of course, like not being extremely overweight. That's we could say that's definitely healthy. Like not smoking is healthy, mm-hmm. but it's like, do you stay at ten percent body fat? Do you stay at fifteen, seventeen? Like, do you eat um, a lot veggies. of greens? Yeah, all of that, or is there like a spectrum to it? And to me, just to say someone is mentally healthy, like I don't know if. I don't know if that really does justice to, like, how complex human experience is. That just got really deep really fast. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I was listening to Brain Health, this, I think, Dr. Something Amen, like Amen, I believe it was, um, and he was talking about how, he was Justin Bieber's the doctor, and people like Justin Bieber's just a rich, spoiled kid's gone crazy, right? And he's like, no, he actually has Lyme disease and other issues going on with his brain um, that you can't really beat um so he's he does he looks not just the psychology on the outside but like what's going on in their brain that tells you a lot um he's he's telling different things that affect that so you got the the brain right you got genetics um you got whatever you're eating it's going to definitely cause that if you're eating lots of toxic foods um um, that that might do it if you're not getting the right sunshine enough Mm. vitamin ultraviolet vitamin d right because you're putting on sunscreen you're staying inside like because of coronavirus and you're probably gonna get more depressed especially in the winter times so all these things spiritual stuff right um i think um all that stuff weighs in on it but i, w- I would say yeah i was de- i was depressed um when i had two big heartbreaks my life first one was 18 19 right um the other one was 31 or so and um one took like over a year to get over it so did the other one um I dated them, the girls for like a year or two as well, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was 30, I was, I was thinking, well, life's over because I'm 30. And I'm married, <laughs> I don't have kids. I'm way behind, right? And that didn't happen for another 10 years. And once that part of the puzzle was actually, um, I wanted that and, and I got it eventually. Um, I've noticed like depression and all that has, has gone down severely, right? But there's still stuff that people struggle with. But that was another like, yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. But um, when I was when we split, um, I had this sort of awakening because it was sort of my call, but um, I realized I messed up and, uh, and started reevaluating my life, but I, I couldn't find joy in anything. Mm. I had to go play basketball yeah. and, mm. and, and <laughs> like, things that I love to do. And That's when like, you know it's rough. Yeah, <laughs> this is just, my mind's on that. And I, just, and I couldn't eat. I lost um, 15 pounds, so I was like, like 10% of my body weight at that time probably, uh, roughly. And I wanted to eat, but I just had no desire to eat. Yeah. So I, I would mm-hmm. say if that's not depression, when you don't find joy in things, I don't know what, what is. Yeah. So that was that was more spiritual or mental. I don't know if maybe we could argue that. But, you know, it wasn't physical, even though it affects me physically. Weird how that's psychosomatic, right? Well, there's definitely a connection between, like, your mental well-being and how that translates to, like, physical well-being. Um, like there's been countless like just research and studies that show like if you're not like mentally all there you can like start deteriorating like physically and just like the placebo effect for instance like how do they how science can't prove 
that taking a sugar pill like actually improves your health like that's all mental right there and there, and even like there's something called the growth mindset i think the, te- book, the, the teachers have yeah, to read okay, that book yeah. Um, yeah, The Growth Mindset by uh, a Stanford professor, uh, Carol Dweck, um, and she just expounds upon the idea of how, like, just basically having the mentality to, like, want to improve and actually believing that you can, like, better yourself and, like, gain more knowledge actually translates to, like, physical like brain stuff too that actually allows you to gain more knowledge and stuff like that yeah yeah like whenever I feel down or something like that for a somewhat extended period of time like I can definitely tell my attention span like my short-term memory is all like yeah out of whack yeah so I definitely agree with that maybe that's why I can't remember anything you know how you Why always, I can't remember anything? <laughs> I remember a no, lot. No, no, of stuff. no. You always make fun of me for not like not remembering. Oh, stuff. you're talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think deep thinkers, I mean, artists, writers, um, photographers, whatever, uh, photographers, some, but people that really get into these deep issues really struggle with this, right? Um, they either go crazy or not, but um, we know many that have. But I just think of this guy, Lewis. Like, did he struggle with depression? Because he was a thinker, right? But I think that's very common among among people that you we have these ups and downs because we're really pondering mm. life and not just sort of floating through it like a like a mindless patrol or yeah yeah like no. maybe I don't want to say that but like what? Yeah. some people say the majority of people just kind of go through life without really living right you got multiple like life what is it um what was that Emerson quote um I'm blank on it I brought it on my wall in school too mm, you went blank because uh. <laughs> yes yes exactly <laughs> right no I definitely think that's that's true though with the deep thinkers like being affected more with like just life events going on because I don't know like I feel like just you know that like go with the flow you know just brush it off shake it off like but I think I think it is necessary to like think about what actually happened rather than just like brush it off and avoid it and not think about it and just like move on I think and that, and think whenever you do like ponder it you're obviously gonna like be disappointed with like whatever happened because it, it happened for a reason like something obviously must have gone wrong or maybe even if it was on your end like you see that oh that wasn't really nice of the other person to do that or whatever but like and that will also affect you knowing that that happened to you like oh how could I let this happen to me like or why did this happen to me or like I mean that, that's when you start questioning like why me why me like what did I ever do like is the whole like universe against me like I'm just trying to be like content here like I'm not even asking for happiness just like give me just like content you know yeah um, I don't think content people would like start philosophizing you know I feel like a lot of philosophers started writing and really thinking about this stuff because they were either miserable or just inspired by something like think of Schopenhauer and Nietzsche Nietzsche I always mess up that pronunciation Nietzsche yeah Nietzsche Nietzsche Nietzsche? I should know that but a lot of people say it differently but I mean they were pretty miserable from what I could tell but Nietzsche did have like syphilis but you know 
anyway. Let's listen to Robbie Zacharias again today um, while working out, which isn't like the most beneficial <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but it was a slow day. It wasn't hard. Just, just lift some heavy weight yeah. and just rest. And so um, he was talking about how uh, a lot of these people on their, on their deathbed end up, um, some convert, but a lot of them just end up ticked off. And Sartre, Jean Paul Sartre said uh, like that his philosophy was pointless and he couldn't he couldn't live that uh, and he said that at the end right and Oscar Wilde Victor Dorian Gray guy yeah Oscar Wilde. Um, I, mean, he, I think he kind of came to the same conclusion on his gravestone he put a, a had a verse from Job about life is sort of suffering kind of book was he gay I think so yeah I think <laughs> so I think um, and then uh, and then Stalin his daughter said the last thing he did was hold his fist up to God because Stalin was, was a monk or he was in the uh, mon- mon- no, sorry, a seminary he was going that way and kind of like Hitler didn't go art, should have gone to art school stayed with it he should have stayed with that right instead did a lot of dastardly stuff but uh, he just looks up to the heavens and clenches his fists in anger and then dies it's like, even though he became a, I don't know if he's an atheist but at least a hater of God yeah. right? I don't know if you believe in God but I mean why would you look at God and do that um, I don't know what do you think of that say that Let's see, there's the brain. Just going off. So more importantly, like, like when you started off, um, you're excited about to us being here, and that we both been on your podcast. Who, who got more views? Um, who got more? Yeah. Well, right now, Adam and. But Adam was with, I did Alex. one with Adam and Alex Halsey. So it was like. I think it's just more of like, so oh, I know this. Each. Well, like, so Alex Halsey. <laughs> He graduated credit. from STE. Um, is he two years older than us? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if two. he's two years older, but he's, he's two, not two years, years older. Ahead. But he was in, yeah. He was two, two years, years ahead of us. Ahead of us. School. So I think it's just like students or like my friend think, oh, I know these names more than I know your name. Yeah. Just like. But I, I came first, right? I think I was no, one I of the first. first yeah. I'm gonna try to take that. The, like the popularity of your podcast because of me being on there, but darn it. Well, to be I, fair, I think I, I've I think I've gotten more <laughs> feedback about your podcast. Though, probably yeah. like some vitriolic yeah. stuff. Yeah. So really, what? Uh, who's responded to negative? No, positive? no, 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 no. Just like I've gotten just more people text me like, oh, I listened to mm, the Angel and Charlie podcast. I thought this and this about it. Was this, 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 and more than I've gotten texts about oh I listened to Adam and Alex's well, yeah I feel like our conversation was a lot more casual just you know it, I would say even less than casual honestly hmm? I don't know it was I don't know what exactly is that less than casual just telling jokes I feel like <laughs> I feel like I don't know at least for me I thought the energy level was a little um I'll subpar we'll try again yeah. Part two. But I blame that on Adam, honestly. And I told this to him after. <laughs> Adam's all, always calm. I don't, I've never seen you just like I think, jump around. I think that's his problem with me. No, no, no. No, I've seen, whenever I talk to Adam, just like after we play basketball or something, like <laughs> he has way talking, more energy than. Talking a lot of smack. Than like right now. For, uh, right now he has good. No, but for that podcast with Alex, yeah. I, he, I swear he didn't, he barely spoke. Like, that is fair. Like, I think he but was to be fair, like, I wouldn't say it was like fear. I was just Alex had a lot of interesting things to say. Are you and, automating something? Uh, no. We were just talking about like how what? complex humanity is, and like just think about how complex your life is. Mm-hmm. 
and like how many things times are billions. going on time yeah times millions and just like all like just in Houston alone there's like six yeah. million people and just like that's crazy just to think about and then he went on Alex went on to talk about how like he was against war and how like it's the weirdest thing to like try to step outside of your body your mind yourself and think like everything that's going on about me this I this ego is yeah, you and you and you and you are the exact same way multiplied over and over um, one of the coolest one cool moment I had I think I told one class this I don't know maybe all uh, I was running Memorial Park and don't do this always but I just like I'm going to pray for everybody that I see uh, did I tell you that? Yeah, yeah. it was weird. It's just like, because I'm going one way and they're yeah. going the other, and, I, and I'm passing people, a lot of people, um, and just quick prayers, obviously, like, hey, hope that guy's good. And I, I don't know mm-hmm. what I was saying, but just like this euphoria was building, like, wow, it seemed self- Runner, little, runners little high. selfless. Generally, high. Um, you know, like spending 20 minutes thinking about everyone else. Yeah, it's, it's like a monk, what I guess what a monk is supposed to do. Is that what a monk is supposed to do? I don't know. What, what are monks supposed to do? Well, it depends on what kind of monk we're talking about, but yeah. Achieve nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. Well, the main reason why we're here... Yes, sir. Get down to business. got to get down to business. All right. Now, Adam... Vampires? I understand... Sparkly vampires. Sparkly, sparkly vampires. I understand that you don't really subscribe to any one religion. That is true. No, I understand that Mr. Anglin, you do subscribe to the Christian religion. And I've I've talked to Adam about this more than more than once. And I see your argument just kinda like I don't know, how do you view religion? Like huh. is it just like pointless? Or like well, it just doesn't make sense? Um like it just doesn't I would add say up with all the scientific facts or like obviously I'm not too informed as to how like religion came about if it did came if it did come about in like the naturalistic way right like right. it came out of societies wanting to have order mm-hmm. uh, amongst chaos right, right. <clears throat> anyway um, but I I think at first when I first um, moved away from religion I was because you grew I guess up in I a could, Christian household. Right, I'd say I was, like, I'll be honest, I was a little bitter, right? Like, I f- feel like anyone would be in that situation. Like, yeah. it's like... What uh, like, for me, what you're bitter about? I, I was, it's just like, you learn about all of these arguments against religion, and you think, oh, I've been duped. misled. Yeah, dupes. It's like finding out that your spouse cheated on you or something like that. Maybe not that extreme, right, but, right. No, yeah. like, something very central in your life is just kind of pulled from under you and you just feel like like where does my identity come from now like so I but nowadays I I think more and more I see it as a tool for good you know like I think structure yeah comes out of religion than bad uh well that's personal individual good I would say that on a personal level I think Christianity specifically um, can produce more good than harm on an individual level. And that's not necessarily saying anything about whether or not I think it's true. Mm-hmm. I just think that it can 
get people through tough times and kind of bring purpose to people's lives when they would otherwise be hopeless. So that's kind of how I view it nowadays. So, so what, what do you think if like you would have brought up been brought up in an atheist household mm-hmm. and you start reading some of the people we've talked about and you go, dang, there's a lot of evidence for mm-hmm. for a god or even maybe a Christian god and would you be equally ticked off and bitter? You're asking like if I became Christian from being an atheist from being you, an atheist initially. Your parents initially. raised you as a peasant. Right. They didn't okay. believe, right? And then you encounter lots of evidence because there's, right. there's evidence on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would... I mean, I think I'd be... I guess... I don't think anyone turns into a Christian and is mad That's that... True. You know? <laughs> like... I'll, I'll give it to you like that. I'd say that's pretty telling. I mean, I'd say that's a good thing. Um... I don't know if I'd feel like I'd been deceived. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to place myself in that situation because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I guess you don't think your parents are purposely deceived you. They truly believe. Right, it's right. Just like an atheist parent. Yeah. And it's not like they're forcing you to like go to church or anything, right? They've right. been very like, if you want to go, you can come. If you don't, you don't have to. Like, right. This is your decision. Like. Right, and what I've always wondered is like. How would I analyze the evidence for Christianity if I had been brought up in a different religion specifically? Mm-hmm. You know, like would I, because I feel like yeah. even now I think I'd have more of a bias towards evidence for Christianity than evidence for uh, Islam or yeah. uh, Mormonism or I something like that. that. You know, yeah. like I, I could see like some historical continuity in the Quran and I'd just be like, oh, okay, like that's just a coincidence, whatever, right? But as for the Bible, someone like me, like I'd probably be more inclined to think that's evidence, right? Yeah. So I've always wondered that. Yeah. Would y'all agree I that? I agree. I've thought about this before. Like you might, I'm not like attacking you or anything, but no, like, no, do I've you think there is about... like a bias towards Christianity just based on? For sure. My upbringing, mm-hmm. for sure. And I've always thought about this actually. Like, what if, yeah, what if I was raised in a different, like, religion? Would I have found Christianity and, like, chose Christianity over whatever religion that I was brought up in? Because upbringing is, like, so influential and in just how, like, you're wired and you're thinking and just, like, those developmental years of like just the age of like zero to like 15 honestly like that's a big range and like you like you just have like some of that stuff is just ingrained biases that you will have like the rest of your life just because that's how you were brought up that's how you learned the world like through the eyes of like your parents or whatever and I do wonder, like, would I would I still have found Christianity and like chose it over like whatever religion I was brought up in? I think if I was brought up atheist, I think that would be way easier to like be like, oh, okay, Christianity. But like, I think it would be so much harder if like you were born into another religion and then because then. That whole everyone in your like whoever believes that that church that you go to or whatever they're like oh you're like 
you're doing the total wrong thing. You're like you're basically like all the people that are close to you are like kind of disowning you in a way, right, unless you're, they're like you're understanding. Heretic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. That your environment shapes you absolutely. But I think there's so many people cases where you, one person grew up in an environment they didn't stick with that. I grew up in an atheist dad, Catholic mom, and I'm neither one of those, right? Um, I, I questioned it for a long time in my 20s, I told you, and then um, started, okay, started, I, I said, I want to know if there's a God or not, and I, I went through a lot of things I thought to come to that conclusion, and then like, well, what kind of God? And then once I found, like, once it was like Christian God, it was, okay, well, what, what form of Christianity are they all the same, right? And they're not. Um, and I had problems with Catholicism, so I, why wouldn't I believe Catholicism if I was raised that way? And then so I went to some Protestant ones and said that there's issues there. So it wasn't just like to jump in anything. I was like, there's nothing. And then I found Orthodoxy. I said, oh my gosh, that all the all the gates or the keys and grooves clicked together, and boom, there it was. It all made sense. Um, it answered all the, the doubts that I pretty much all the doubts I had. But I think that happens like with Black Lives Matter, right? There's a lot of blacks on both sides of the argument. It's a lot, same thing with whites. They were racist now that are, they're not racist, right? And so just because you grow up in a racist environment doesn't mean you're going to stay that way. Or I grew up in a democratic household. Um, I voted both sides mm -hmm. in, in my adult life. Um, my dad was a staunch Democrat. Not anymore, but um, yeah, anyway, that stuff happens. Lewis, C.S. Lewis, Augustine, atheist, right? Which I was thinking you're going to be, that's who we got here in the middle. Um, <laughs> One of, the, sure. one of those guys. Parents are praying for them. Um, <laughs> it's like, no, idiot parents. They don't know any better. St. Monica's like, oh, I got it right. And then Adam will contact us one day like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. We'll, we'll, get that, we'll get that text. All right, like, oh, yeah. It's finally done. Okay. No, but I, I get. But like also just living in America. Like there is still this like it's 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 lessening as time goes on for sure, but there's still this somewhat tendency Christian, towards Christian like culture. Especially in the South. Um, which is like, oh, if you are gonna be religious, Christianity which I that's not true for like the rest of the world, you know? And I think that definitely also serves the bias of like Christianity versus like other religions. Yeah. And some religions just have like bad raps in America. Like, I feel like Mormonism. It is. It's. I did. I'm surprised how big it is. Mm -hmm. Honestly, when I like looked into it, it's like, whoa! How did they get so big? Like, I mean, when you think of it, they have their own university, BYU. Like, how do you get? Like, that's. Once you hit that, that's like. Like that's a milestone. Like, anyway, it's it's amazing how big they are. Um, but I still feel like culturally, they have like a negative connotation to them, even though like their numbers are growing. Uh, that's probably true. But if you like grew up in a Mormon community, like you grew up in a yeah. Christian school, yeah. um, I think it would be a lot. You'd still have that bias as we talked about. For but. sure, for sure. I'm just saying, like, I feel like. America as a whole has some, yeah, like, culturally, like, negative connotations for some religions. Yeah. And Mormonism is, like, an example of that. Well, you could say that, like, that 
t- tendency towards Christianity is being replaced by another religion, which is like I don't think I don't I think it's being replaced with atheism. Well, I wouldn't even say atheism. You could say like politics, almost. But yeah, or, yeah. Which mm-hmm. I don't Barn, know if I some movements. Yeah, some yeah, yeah some movements uh, which no, I'm not sure. gonna get into for yeah this podcast. But that's what I mean. So, Twilight of the Isle, right? Uh, the book there's these are Mr. by Nietzsche. He, y'all read this that little short one where he talks the bad man that comes out with a lamp and mm-hmm. says uh, God is dead and we've killed him. Yeah, right. And he that. says this is one of the most this is the greatest act in mankind. It's terrible because all hell is going to come with it, right? And this is in the late 1800s. He's writing this, and then we get the 20th century, which was, by all most accounts, right, the worst century ever with with bloodshed and death and atheism. If you count that as negative. Um, so, like, not seeing any life as sacred, the environment, a baby, you, me, everything, just, like, just use everything, right? We, we've disconnected from the sacred and the beauty and everything. Um, and so he says, this is terrible, um, but it, it, might, it might be eventually once we overcome it, um, if we can overcome it, we have to replace God with something else. What what do you replace the greatest thing ever? He said, this atheist said, the greatest thing that's ever been invented by man, what do you replace that with, right? And he said, we're going to have to make up our own gods. So... You say it's atheism. I mean, I say it's ourself, right? It, that's always been the, the the thing that we've we've worshipped, right? Um, that will always be worshipped. But I so think, we choose the self to to be an atheist or to be um, in some movement or to be political or I mean, maybe you choose the self. You, you would say in theology as well, right? You follow Christianity because you are serving the self. I think like once you choose the self, it kind of leads on a path to atheism. Like, I feel like that's the first step towards atheism, like, choosing the self. Yeah, and I feel like some people just, like, as we said earlier, just live day-to-day, don't really think don't about really these think things. About yeah, just yeah, don't really know, have a replacement, no, I, per se. They just kind of... I totally agree with that. Wake up, go to the 9 to 5. Do yeah. the, like, American, like, yeah. average Joe <clears throat> thing of go to school, go to college, get a job maybe get mm-hmm. a family and just just do like the whole life thing you know just not really like think too much or too hard about anything but just do what like society expects of them which now like society is having there's like so many different societal like expectations and norms than there were like 30 years ago you know it's just, like a week ago like even yeah even <laughs> a week ago you know like um, I mean, like as much as we like to talk down on like, the people living like that, I can sort of understand the want to not. I mean, ignorance splits, right? Sure, and I think like not, because ultimately, like the reason why there isn't one codified, like agreed upon answers to all of this stuff, is because there isn't necessarily. Well, you'd probably disagree, but, like, there isn't one answer to this stuff, and thinking about it could just exacerbate people's misery about their day-to-day lives, and why go through that if it's going to be fruitless anyway? I've definitely had, like, instances in my life where, like, I would just be, like, thinking of, like, something that happened, and just, like, be, like, I... I don't know, do you ever just, like, sit there at your desk, just, like, kind of think about your life and, like, what's currently going on and, like, all these things that are going on and you're trying to, like, oh, how do I, like, move on? Like, what's the next step? What should I do to, like, to mediate all these things or whatnot? And then I'm like, well, I could just, like, 
play some like video games with mm-hmm. the boys yeah, and just yeah. like not think about this right now and just like worry about this later <laughs> and like like why do I have to think about this right now and then you and then it comes to a point where you just never get around to thinking about it because you're just always like oh I could just do this instead like just relax you know rather than like spending that time and mental energy to like actually like all right like what do I need to change in my life like what do I need to do like is it going to be hard if it is hard like is it worth it like all these questions and I think that's kind of the first stepping stone towards like living that life of like oh I'm just gonna like live life how it is and just like not really like worry too deeply about anything I'm just gonna like do whatever like makes me happy you know because like I don't sometimes I guess it makes me happy to like deeply think about like whatever is going on in my life or like whatever I want to think about but it's also like it could be saddening it can be tiring it could be like exhausting like whereas if I could just like play video games with Adam or like go play basketball with him like that's much I guess more fun at least in the short term and there's, I guess, there's gotta be something good in it I, I can't discount that I, lo- I, I thoroughly enjoy my athletic endeavor basketball <laughs> soccer whatever watching Breaking Bad or The Last Kingdom if you're watching that that's pretty good too it's like there's something good there but it's like I do sometimes too much of that mm. and we say okay we ponder some deep things every now and then sure but like compared to some people that really live this life of the mind or the, of the soul like a monk like they're constantly in prayer right and they would think we're so wasting tiring. so much time it's yeah. beca- is it is it because we found the right balance or we're out of balance um, maybe there is some good in doing both of them or like why at the lower maybe a lower echelon if we're say we're not at the top we're not at the bottom but a lower one where they don't do any of that is it because they've never been shown like the beauty of something like hey think about this and like in literature right if I hadn't been taught some things in literature I would probably not know how to get it out get that out of it so it almost has to be handed to me this knowledge from outside or from someone else and this experience um, for me to appreciate it and start to get that energy or that snowball build that up and then pass that on mm. oh, that makes sense um, I want to I got a question for you Adam okay. so he told me uh, is that a, does, does uh, Adam know no way what did I say what what why are we meeting? And you said that no, what is the topic or something like Adam, that. Um, you wanted to ask Adam about why he's an atheist. And then today I, I, I texted and said, D- does Adam even know I'm coming? Right? Is it, I mean, I hope this isn't like surprise. <laughs> uh, and, um, and he said that, well, Adam had questions for you, actually, like why a rational person would believe in a God or Christianity. And so it's like two different two different things so I don't I don't know like which one talk about both of them but that got me thinking in a different direction um like because I could I could I have here like some things I typed out for some someone else and sent to him like some basic things why I believe but um so I could go through through that but I was just wanted to ask you the question mm-hmm. um why you th- why would you be an atheist? Why do you think it has any evidence? I remember when I went to, to TMI when I was 34, 35. Uh, it's a school um, out in San Antonio, a Christian school that has some, some connections with this one. Some people went there. But, um, and the head, the dean of uh, students, he, uh, he asked me, he, he was not um, of any kind of 
persuasion of belief, and he asked me why, after I went to St. John's College and read all these great works, um, would I believe in, in a God? And, and I, I didn't say it at the time, I don't think, but I wish I would have said, like, well, I, I, I had no... I just followed the steps, and, like, I, I couldn't have... There was no alternative for me. It's, it, it seems clear that it leads towards that. He doesn't think so, obviously, but it's like there's, there's no way out. But I think there's a lot of people that have looked at both those things and gone... Um, which is a really conundrum, but go back to the question. Why? Do you, to um, me, it's like there's never been a good valid point made. I don't know if you mm -hmm. feel that way with Christianity. There's valid points, but for atheism, like there might be one or two that... To say, like, I wouldn't say it's... Um, I have, like, an affirmative case for atheism. I'd say, and this is going to sound like something every atheist probably says, but I, I just don't find the evidence for Christianity over every other religion um, like beyond a reasonable doubt to me. And, um, and apart from that, I think I just have a few problems with like theological truths that have been put forward that I just don't find to be logically consistent. And I think the problem of evil is probably a really big one for me as well. You know, why, why does God allow passive suffering, which means, like, why does God allow suffering to those, to, like, innocent children, babies, animals that um, didn't necessarily bring about their suffering through free will? Like animals? Yeah. Animals, children. So, um, one question I've always wondered is, like, is there free will in heaven? Mm. You know, I've thought about this. I feel, I feel like I've asked you this, Aaron, but if the point of like our life here on earth is to kind of navigate our free will in a, in a way that sort of, sort of leads us to God and towards Christianity, do we lose that privilege? Because we're always right, right. taught like free will is a privilege. And there's also... That's why we're allowed to sin and whatnot, and right, that's right. why there's suffering, because we have free will, but does, yeah. do we lose that once we get into heaven? Right, because heaven isn't supposed to have suffering so like, or pain, so like, if there's yeah. nothing to choose between like, pain, if, if you can't choose pain, mm -hmm. then like, but that's also the only way you can have, like, because whenever you do endure pain I guess like that's I guess, yeah that's the whole concept of free will like you can either choose to like follow God or to not follow God but then once you're in heaven like you, I feel like that and I feel like the only reason why we have pain in this world is because we didn't follow God at first so like w how does I get your question of like is there free will in heaven and I've thought about this in heaven I think because in heaven I don't think you can't well maybe it's not that you can't choose to like sin in heaven I think it's just like you've reached this like you've you've like gotten a new body you've and you've just been made better to the point where like you can overcome the temptation to sin because like as humans like, it is inevitable that we will, like, sin and so do wrong. Can I just interrupt like, you okay. there? Yeah. Um, so, fine, but 
my question then would be, why wasn't this the original setup in the first place? For what? That, that for like, humanity, that, yeah. That why for humanity to not have that, like, already... Fallibility, that. yes. Okay. Um, I think that... Or I think you have to... Is it that well, we just... Well, then as you said, that's not really, like, free will. So you're basically saying that, yes, we do lose our free will in heaven. I think... I think you... I don't think you lose your free will. I think you just get to a point to where, like, you don't succumb to that temptation to choose wrong. I think that's it. Um, I wish my smarter friends were here, or the things I've read were up here. Um, so no, but nothing's coming to me, but just uh, thinking of that, right? We had the free will in the very beginning, supposedly, and we lost that. We're a higher form, but we lost that through missing the mark, right, from one little action. Uh, but like, in heaven, um, reading Dante, I'm in mean, purgatory. I can't remember what happens in parody, so not that he has the answer. I, I think he might have some of it, but I think he's off with some. But um, Purgatory is an interesting thing, right? Because there's definitely free will there. Now, some people don't think there's purgatory, then you just go immediately to heaven. But there's got to be some kind of transition and change in you. And I don't think if I was to die right now that I would be one, the next moment perfect, right? There would be some purgation or some kind of change. That's, maybe it happens immediately, right? Um, you're flooded like by this presence and it's overwhelming. And yeah, you still have the free will, but it's so powerful and beautiful, amazing, um, that you're just like, why would I do anything? But that it'd be like, right. I think it'd be like, oh, maybe this is, I was gonna say steak, or maybe the best dessert you ever had versus a pile of feces. There's no possible way that you would want <laughs> to ever eat that right. pile of feces. And that's what I think going against this free will, it would be so like delicious. Like, I want to devour that pie, so whatever the best food is, paella, mm -hmm. or I don't know, Christ, or whatever you like, yeah, yeah. right? Versus the other one. That's what that thing now becomes and so you still have the free will to choose it maybe but it's like, like it's just why so would overwhelming you? like why would you that other one's just so not a temptation anymore are you asking like okay but why weren't we shown that initially yeah why wasn't like this the like, initial setup like why did god wait till heaven to sort of set up this supposedly perfect scenario like why if this is the preferable place to be which is heaven and you still have free will in heaven. Why was this not Already what there. Earth? Yeah, what there Earth was. was. Why didn't work? Why weren't we dis um, disgusted by the pile of feces? Sure. Like why? why I mean, it took like an apple, you know, and just not even a like it didn't even have a second generation. Like we messed up the very first try. Yeah. Like how? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that that's just something I've always kind of struggled with. And sorry to like yeah, yeah, yeah. like y'all with like. Just some just obscure question about, you know, but just something I've always wondered. Um, I try to think of, like, I start, and I relate everything to my kids now, but, like, if I, from, not that I'm God's perspective, it's, like, much, my, the difference between me, me mm -hmm. and my daughters, it's pretty immense, but it's nothing like us, and if there is this God, right? But it's as close as I can get to yeah. actually comprehending what that might be, like, uh, I've never experienced something greater, but... I think I was with her the other day, and like we were talking about this. Um, we're reading through the children's Bible and this whole temptation with the apple. And I said, 
I said something to her. I wish I could remember exactly what she said, but because I said the smartest things. But, like, <laughs> if you if if you were told you could have all this, 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 and I said, but uh, yeah, I said don't touch. You could touch anywhere, anywhere like in this room, but don't touch that one little thing. What would you do? She's I touch that. I was like, it, it's just like you do it just because you're told not to, right? You hear this, but that's exactly what she said. I would I would have to do it because I was told not to. Um, and that's obviously where we are, but do we change? Do we get out of that? I don't know. That still doesn't answer the question, though. I think, I think that comes from, like, humanity just being, like, inherently, like, curious and, like, wanting knowledge. I mean, that's what we're always striving for, like, power is knowledge, or knowledge is power, and we're always, like, striving to, like, be powerful and, like, be our own gods and whatnot, and, like, why why can't I touch this you know like why not and like I think once you reach once you go to heaven you're just enlightened with all the answers so you don't have that desire to like oh why can't I do this you know like you're you know why you can't do this like you're just reached a point of like enlightenment and you're like you're given all the answers and I think that's kind of why we first messed up in the first place is because of just our inherent like curiosity and like I mean curiosity kills. There's, there's something that's like curiosity kills or something like that. Or kill the cat. Kill the cat. Yeah. Um, well, what, it, yeah. Well, what about this? That, that we've talked about this. That you need to go through the experience. It's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to actually go through various things. Um, and that's the same thing with with this. As a kid, you got to go through these and learn and learn and learn until you've you realize. Oh, you know what? That teacher was right about this, and then about that, or my parents were right about that, and I shouldn't have done this. Here, Adam, what um, about this? Imagine you have never seen the color red. Like, you've just been in a world that just doesn't have the color red in it, but you have, like, studied the color red, like, the physical attributes, the scientific, how, like, light reflects off stuff with a certain wavelength. So you know exactly scientifically, physically, all the aspects to how red works and like how like okay. and you've just I, been described yeah. to it and then like so do you know what the color red like looks like if you know all the physical and how all the physical attributes to it and how it works so you're asking me a question of like and something related to a uh, subjective experience like is consciousness separate from physical um i guess matter is, is are you trying to get at that because well, that's kind of what that analogy no. is. You Would you not say. say that, like, there's definitely, like, a scientific, like, reason to, like, why we see colors? How's that subjective? Can you say that one more time? Okay. Say you've never, like, you're in a world that does right. not have the color red. Okay. And you read all these textbooks about right. how, like, light reflects off stuff, and that's why we see colors and, like, this certain wavelength but I've red. never seen red well you've never seen red and, and then once you've sh are shown the color red would okay. you learn anything more about the color red from well, experiencing I'd, I'd it versus learn. just like studying every <coughs> physical attribute about it and like how it works well I'd obviously like experience the color red from my first person subjective experience so in a sense I would learn a new fact but I I mean, I don't, I'm not really following the relevance of that to, to this discussion. What about a theologian that studies 
with God, but doesn't knows the Bible in and out, but doesn't have like that personal interaction. If they, if that happens, right? There's a God that can come down and interact with you. You can study the Bible mm. backwards, forwards, and know all this this history and stuff, but you've never actually had the spiritual connection, and that happens. So been, maybe that's like says like, you're the, the, do we do the meditations in the tool shed? I don't think we that that think so. if you're in a tool shed, it's dark, okay, completely dark except for there's one little hole up there um, near the roof, and this light beam's coming in. You've seen that, right? It's yeah. so cool, right? That little beam of light and the dust particles and those floating around it. Yeah. There's one thing to look at something from the outside and see like the light and what's happening, um, and that's that would probably be this situation, right? You haven't really experienced the light beam. You've seen it from the outside, but you've never... And then there's another way of looking at it, experiencing it. It's actually to get into the light beam and look at it, and you look out through the hole in, mm -hmm. in the shed, and you see the trees and the birds and everything else that's beyond that. And so there's one thing to be outside it and have your ideas of what it is, and there's another thing to actually have gone through it, and you see a whole different world, even though it's the same light beam. It's just different perspectives of it. So just so I'm following, are, are you guys using this analogy to show that in order to get into heaven you, or experience goodness or what have you, you need to experience suffering? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what like you guys are trying to get at here in terms of like how this relates to free will and heaven. but I think it was more on the point of like, once, like, we don't have all the answers here on Earth. So you're saying that, that a, an experience with God is what sort of convinces someone that he exists? Are, are you trying to say that? Not that he exists. He just, it's an experience with God. It's, it just fills you with all those unanswered questions that you had. So you, there's no, so you don't have the need to, like, you, you, as, as you said earlier, like they, there's a clearly like the right decision and then the wrong decision, and, and just like the right decision is just like obvious, just so much more obvious and better for you. Because as you said, like, why didn't we just have heaven on earth in the first place? And why weren't we like enlightened in the first place? Okay, yeah, why weren't we enlightened in the first place? Is, I guess is the basic question that we're trying to tackle here okay. and then we were just talking about like well you have to like go through like certain like life events to like actually learn and I disagree I don't see how that it's not logically possible for God to let you have the knowledge that you're talking about he wants you to he wants to give you like to me that doesn't I don't see the contradiction in God just giving you that knowledge. Like, how, how is that logically necessary? If he is all-powerful. Like, why? Just, like, create us all in heaven right away. Sure. Like, what's the point of living here on earth? Right. Um, and so, like, if, you, if you're going to go into Old Testament stuff, and I guess New says as well, there would be the, the, the fallen angels, the demons, right? They, I guess they were in heaven, maybe, most likely, I think, most people would say, but they they fell so there was free will there um so i don't know I mean, once you see that that you can still maybe always turn from it maybe i, I mean most yeah. people say once you're in heaven you're in heaven right once you're a christian you're a christian but i don't think that's true at least you, there's lots of i mean i think you, you be, you're saved you become a christian and you're continually trying to save yourself and be a christian and in the future you'll also be saved i don't 
All right. So it's a continual work, but um, I guess you could transgress against it, go away from it, um, as demons did. But yeah. So then, so then my my like question, or I guess concern, is like how how are you how are we not just like having this repetitious circle of like you know we get to we get to heaven and then we screw up somehow and then we God has to create a new heaven because it's been made imperfect by free will being used incorrectly in this original heaven yeah. right and then we have another heaven another heaven another heaven well, I think I think like, humanity is like just imperfect <laughs> you know and I think once you reach heaven and once you like are given this new body it's almost like you are like perfected in a way I don't and, I, and I've thought about this before like okay does that mean that you're God then since if you're made perfect but I, I'm not really sure become like God because yeah we are made after his own image you know and like we are constantly trying to be more like him um, I think like he'll always be above us but also like how I don't know would you say that we were made perfect once we reach heaven would you say that's not true perfect um, or like reborn perfect. like not, you'll never be like perfect yeah, yeah. as in God but you become progress I guess practice doesn't make perfect practice makes progress I heard that this year I like that <laughs> um, so you're progressing but um, you're never going to reach the status of God even though you're called to become like God's I don't know what that means fully. Um, you said something that I wanted to answer. <sighs> You've mentioned something that, like, not that you become Christian and you have all the answers, but a lot of your questions and doubts and concerns evaporate. Mm -hmm. It's it's cool. It's like George MacDonald, um, Scottishman, said that it's like the golden key. It's the key that unlocks everything and gives you all the answers and everything starts to click. Um, and then Lewis again, I, I, he says, I may have to touch on this one. I believe um, in Christ like I believe in the sun, not because I can see it, but because by it I see everything else. Right? You've never seen the sun. You've seen the light from the sun. You've never seen Christ. But because of those two things, spiritually and physically, you're truly able to see everything else. Um, so I think it makes, it illuminates everything. Well, not everything, right? There's still tons of answers that we just can't comprehend because we're part rational and part spiritual, but we haven't been given spiritual illumination. I don't know. We've talked about this before. Like, if, like, life could even happen without pain. And, like... Oh, yeah, why is there suffering? You brought that up with the children yeah. and stuff like that. But what kind of world would it be, right, if um, if there were no tsunamis, if there were, this probably... It'd be uh, much better. Well, okay, but, <laughs> but, like, if you didn't... If you, didn't get, you didn't get your heart, your heart broken, yeah. right? Or if I couldn't break my finger. I mean, those are minor things, okay? But like mm -hmm. George Floyd wasn't wasn't killed the heinous way he was, right? Um, mm -hmm. God intervenes on all those things. But you know, and kids don't die of cancer at one years old, and moms are, or, or they're thrown up in the air, ban bayoneted. How do you say that word? The bayoneted <laughs> by Germans or whomever, right? And yeah. they're Auschwitz, right? The twelve twelve thousand pounds of Jewish women's hair. Right, that they collected, like they just killed where they killed 1,200 a day in Auschwitz. Like, what if that just didn't happen? <clears throat> yeah, that would be pretty nice, right? Um, and um, there's two things to that. 
first off, like I'm not saying I'm not in support of any of those, but I do think a lot of good comes out of such suffering. Like, like it wakes us up and makes us realize. It makes us realize, like, dang, this is real. Life is real, right? It's not to be just playing video games with your friends all, all the time, right? We need to stand up for what's right and, and what's wrong, and that's what people are doing in the nation right now, um, good or bad, right? But um, same thing, like if, if if that was life, then you would be going. Well, you'd be. I mean, you get to choose what is your safety everything would be nerfed nerfed edges everywhere right bubble everyone lives in a bubble because nothing can, bad can happen and then you'd be just like well this is weird this doesn't seem natural bad crap is supposed to happen if a guy pulls a gun at you and he's a jerk and you're a good guy you could die that's supposed to happen same thing with little kids getting cancer that should happen um, I don't like it I don't want my daughter to die I, mean, I was looking at her today I was like, and I just had this random thought like what if you know, she fell and broke something, or like her eyeball poked out. Right, that stuff happens to kids. That's I don't want that. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I can't have that not happen and have free will. At the same time, they can't cope. They can't. I, if I'm to have free will and everyone else, then that, I mean, I think you know this, right? It seems obvious to me, but um, it's unfortunate all those evils are. They're necessary. Um, if we're gonna have uh, choices. No. Do you want to say that, something? Well, mean, I, I, so, I disagree that. Okay, like how? I, 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 so the argument for me falls apart when you say that tsunamis are necessary, that okay. natural disasters are necessary, okay. that cancer is necessary because how, cancer or not, how does that enable you to have free will? Like I have free will whether or not I have cancer. So you want God to control the earth so well, like I said, that everything's there. Well, he's bump, pretty powerful, right? Nerfed. Yeah. Right, but then, then there, we're back to the, I guess the heaven thing, right? Mm. Um, and no one's had a choice to decide, like, in, in, in these these events, like to be to do right or to do wrong, and, and our and our souls haven't been say refined or challenged um, and shaped through the goods and bads of life. Um, the key, I guess, he could control nature, and it could be it could be super gentle. But if we, if we live in a fallen world where things were gentle and now they're not whether you believe that or not but that makes if that's true then it makes sense that okay there are thorns and there's poison ivy and there's some bad stuff in this world um and that's how nature works now here lewis wrote like there's four things about like this like world that we live in there's like the simple good descending from god the simple evil produced by rebellious creatures and the exploitation of that evil by God for his redemptive purpose, which produces the complex good to which accepting accepted suffering and repented sin contribute. So, like, he uses... He's basically getting at the idea, like, he uses that... You, you can't, in good faith, tell me that all the suffering that occurs naturally has some ultimate purpose. Like, there's no way you can... I, I just don't see how you could say that. I mean, but every Christian supposedly should, right? I, I will be done. It all works for the glory of God. That popped in my head yesterday for some reason. I don't remember what it was. But it all works for the glory of God, right? That's what the Bible says. And so I think Christians would say that. You may not like that. And maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe it's erroneous. But it's all somehow working for our benefit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, again, we can say that. I mean, yeah, we can yeah. assume that, yeah. um, that it's all working to our benefit. And to me, I, I just, 
don't see how you know I mean I'm, I'm not gonna like go into detail about crazy stuff that yeah, no, yeah. you know is horrible crazy that's gone stuff on that yeah. in this world yeah uh, like I think we know what kind of stuff just goes on and doesn't seem to have like a good silver lining to it yeah. God. Yeah. Um, yeah like I just sure. don't yeah Right. So what about this? Would you want to look like Schwarzenegger without ever having to lift weights or work out or go through the, the tearing down of your muscles and feeding it in, the, in that? Or would you like to be, or LeBron James like to have seven trophies, which he'll never get, uh, because and, but not have to just Ouch. be given those things? Or mm -hmm. like an honorary degree. Some people get honorary yeah. degrees, which I think may be a farce. So maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but like LeBron James, does he want to work for it and prove that he's the best, or do you just want to be given that stuff, right? Because you're saying just mm -hmm. give me the seven trophies. Just give me... This, this nature, this this peaceful world. Um, I'd rather have that than have to work for it. Well, I'm not. I'm not even saying that. Like there shouldn't be an overcoming of obstacles. I'm just saying that some of these obstacles aren't necessarily obstacles that lead us to improve. They're just like atrocities. They're, they're too, right. They're too much. Right. And I just don't understand their existence. And. But we're okay. But if there is evil, if there is fallenness. Lord of the Rings here, right? Like, so you, have you ever read, read that? I have not. You got to. You got to. Uh, just give the first 30 pages of, uh, of The Fellowship, not The Hobbit, but the one after The Hobbit. If you know that story, maybe just skip that. But mm -hmm. um, the first 30 pages, just it's a little slow, but then they get going, and it, it's a beautiful analogy. Uh, but um, anyway, pure evil being, right? Absolute, what is it? Evil corrupts, absolute power. Absolute, no, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So the more you have, the, the more powerful you are, first off, the more good or bad you can do, but also the more evil, the more power you have, the more potential you could have to, to abuse it, sorry. Um, but with that, uh, what was I say about the fallen world, and where, where do you draw the line? Where, where is it like, okay, I want a little bit of, of reality, but we'll let some evil in, but if evil is is a cancer or it's rust I mean it, it, it doesn't just stop it keeps devouring so when do you say oh, that's too much God you, you, you give us free will and make things natural but don't but don't interact too too much or don't or sorry interact now right where do we draw this line if you want to say that there's this right or wrong and you want free will but just a little bit that seems to be conundrum so in my opinion, I think this is more of a question of, or just a problem of the nature of our brain. Like I think we're wired in a way that kind of limits limits how much pleasure we can drive from certain things. Like in order to feel accomplished, we need to work super hard at something, right? And to me, I don't think that it's logically impossible to create beings that just feel pleasure all the time that don't think about whether or not they're, you know, having to struggle to gain this achievement. And to me, I think that would be much better than having entities that have to struggle and face absolute atrocities in order to feel like a glimpse of pleasure. So do you kind of get what I'm getting at? So you basically are saying you want to be Mr. Anderson plugged into the machine and just be fed these thoughts of, of, of joy and not actually have to live right, in the difficult world of the Matrix. And, I, and I'd say, <laughs> and well, I'd say that the, the, the reason why we seem to have a bias towards this is because we, I mean, like literally our senses of pleasure come from having to 
overcome certain obstacles. Yeah, I don't think you can have pleasure without pain, though. No, but it's not logically impossible to have that. I think it is. No, it, it's it's, it's not a contradiction for you. How can you have only pleasure but no pain? Because that's how you differentiate the two. No, if you're always having pleasure, then you would know nothing. You would only feel pleasure, but that would be the norm, so it would just be nothing to you because that's all you've ever known. I feel like because you know pain, you know pleasure. But if you're always fed pleasure, you like you don't know it's actually pleasure because I you've never disagree. Pain. Do you do you whenever you have a pleasurable experience, are you comparing that experience constantly to the experience of pain? It's like whenever you're writing on a Google Doc and you change the color of the words to white. If if everything is just white, you can't see the difference because it's it's all the same color. So you don't you don't see anything. But once you change the color of the text to like black or something, you can. You don't even see. know how to read like a little kid. But what about depression we were talking about earlier? Mm -hmm. You have to have known the opposite. I mean, I think you can have a negative experience or a positive experience and understand that those experiences are bad and that you would not want to continue those experiences. Yes, but what I'm saying is if you lived your life, your entire life, only experiencing positive things, you wouldn't know that those are actually positive things because you have nothing to compare those things with. Like you need but something to compare it with so you know, oh, this is a positive, this is a negative. You can't have one without the other. No, I, I think we innately know whether or not something is positive. Like, I don't think so. Like, why are we just naturally... First of all, like, why are we just naturally drawn to certain behaviors then? Like, if something isn't inherently positive, how do we know that it's positive? Like, do we just arbitrarily because pick out know, something as positive? Because we compare those positive experiences with the negative ones, and we can see the difference. No, oh, but this was some, way better than that, so I'm going to do don't, this. But when you experience something pleasurable, like, let's say... You're eating some Popeyes, yeah. right? You're not thinking, oh, man, I remember that time I was in basketball practice that one time. Man, it was so tough. I was But you, you compare that Popeyes to, like, okay, what if you imagine you go, I'm, I'm like this. I go to a restaurant, I, a Chick-fil-A. I get, I when I was a kid, I would just get nuggets. That My parents just order nuggets. So, like, my whole life I would eat nuggets. And then it's like, I, I don't know, I was like, 13 or 14 something like okay i've been eating nuggets this whole time like what if i just try the sandwich but like i don't but i know i like the nuggets so why would i try the sandwich like whatever i'll try the sandwich i tried the sandwich i liked it way more than the nuggets but like so that's how i can tell like but the, eating the nuggets was still a positive experience but like eating that sandwich was like even better so like I can now differentiate between the two, and I know, oh, eating the sandwich is like... Well, sure, in order to compare experiences, but I think you can have a positive experience without having to compare it to every other experience you've had in order to say it's positive. But then how will you And know I don't it's say it's a logical impossibility to just have all positive experiences. So it has, but then it has to be innate, given, you might say it's, we've evolved with it, I would say it's been given to us. Or it has to come from something beyond us, or um, like to know that this is better without the outer experiencing it. It's like stepping out of the cave and going. Oh, that's innate. That's not it. That part's not innate, though. That's just a revelation, I guess, of light. Mm -hmm. So how how do you explain that then? If you if you believe it, if these things are innate mentally, maybe physically, you, you're physically you know, you evolved to like these things, but 
mentally this is good. You can't. You said earlier you can't create the color red. Well, no, you didn't say that. Um, maybe I say spiritually as well that there's there's these things that we're sort of told. You'd say it's the this natural instinct we're just we just developed over time. Well, right. Like we feel pleasure when we eat when we I'm not going to go into the exhaustive list of things but you know and I wouldn't say it's a logical impossibility for something to have a positive experience for an infinite amount of time and we can like move on from this topic I feel like we've kind of yeah, yeah. circled yeah. around it a little bit but um, if y'all are down I also have a, somewhat of a different question which is why would a perfect being want a relationship or need any why why would a perfect being do anything like at all yeah. if it's perfect in itself Aristotle right, he said that he that God has his God his prime mover uh, has nothing to do with us doesn't care about us we think about us um, mm. Christian other gods and Christian God say that you know, he does care it's a personal relationship uh, but I think if it's a perfect being what kind of father would I be if I didn't have any kind of relationship with my daughter? I just created him, and, like left him. Probably most of us think that that is a jerk of a father. Um, so you want to nurture and give it everything you can, like teach them all the good things, right? It just consumes you. If you're the better you are, the more you care about them and less about yourself, right? So I think the thing, same thing would have hold true with the God if He's a perfect. If it's God. The, the definition of God is perfection. For me, that's how I'm using it, and it's not for anything that He needs. He's perfect. He's a, doesn't need that, but perfect God would give that. I think that's what love mm. is. It's the giving, not a, it's the giving of what is good in you. You believe to be good, but if it's perfect, he is. He knows what's good. But he's giving that for other things to have life, to have this, to get a taste of of this. I could I could just lock my daughter up, just ignore her, and she'd have life, but she wouldn't have as good of a life. Maybe I don't think as if I was to try to nurture in the best of ways. Yeah, I just think that father analogy is kind of interesting because it kind of feels like that God has just kind of created us and left us and maybe given us a few books or whatnot, but, I mean, it seems pretty hands-off of a father, if you ask me. Well, Lewis said, like, perfect love is wanting us to be perfect. Um, I think that's what you were getting at with, like, giving us those tools and whatnot to, like, strive for perfection. Um but, I don't know, do you think that, oh, if God is, like, perfect, like, why are we even here? Like, why, he doesn't need us if he's perfect, so, like, why did he even create us in the first place? Is that what you're having an issue with? Uh, yeah. Like, why, why are we... Why did he create us if, if he doesn't need us, or, like, what's the point if yeah. he's, like, perfect and he doesn't need anything? To that, I will say, like, okay, if, I will say he's perfect and he, he doesn't need us at all, but I think it got to the point where like okay like how can I m make like this place even better like what is bored I don't think it was bored I, I just think like okay how can I m make things even better than like they already are and I think that is like making life I think what's the point okay like if God is perfect like he's like he's fine he's he's all good up there and like okay but if he, he, if he brings life to us, if he gives us life, then he's also, like, I think giving would, other people happiness and joy. Wouldn't that just make, like, 
existence than like a net negative after creating us because if he's a perfect being he's all that exists mm -hmm. and he makes some like earth yeah. and it's like you know um very not good um like wouldn't that just i guess make things worse well, everything against your argument days or long periods of time right they were all good for however like millions of years that might have been or if it's a literal six days right the, I guess Hebrew you can interpret it both ways but um, so it was good but being maybe not perfect it had to have the potential to go awry and I guess it did um, I don't have I don't have a problem with that I, I, your comment earlier though about like God's hand man, these hands off there's not much evidence right um, I would, I mean, there's a lot of people say there's tons of evidence, and maybe it's us that are, it's we that are hands off, right? You, we blame God for, why don't you give us more? Well, maybe he has, right? Didn't we just, we just ignore it, because uh, we're too self-centered, or too fallen. From, um, but also, he's not going to come down and just maybe sit here, that's, that's pretty rare. Um, I've, we've had experiences we can, and I, you, and some of mine, people would say is our miracle than a divine or actual interaction with God. And others would say, no, it's just like something misfiring in my head or whatever, mm -hmm. right? And who's to say? Um, but I think there are, there has been lots of lots of evidence that you can dismiss or you can go, yep, 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 yep. But I think um, there's enough. Basically, God gives you enough to believe or disbelieve, but He's not going to force like force it upon you because then the free will's gone again, right? If he, he woos you, then He gives you enough temptations and enough moments like hey you can decide what to do with each each moment of your life and and if you keep closing the door walk if, if you keep turning your back to the sun right you're going to see your shadow and you keep walking away you get farther and farther from the sun um maybe you don't mean to but that's maybe that's what you're doing if you choose to not not see the beauty or the goodness and, or, um or god and that that's fine that's free will it's your choice um or you could go towards it and you can see you you begin to see everything making more sense right and like everything has more purpose as you said it's probably maybe better to be a believer because your life might be better um, but I think I think he does give us plenty of, of uh, stuff and, and maybe enough not too much to, to make us lose free will to be forced into believing right and there, I think there's something I don't know that's that's a conundrum right like and I don't know if uh, Adam and Eve never had a choice or the, the, the angels in heaven never had a choice he's like boom here I am but we um, are disconnected for whatever reason through maybe this this whole history that's th that has unfolded um, we aren't personally seeing God we get them in, a, to, in different degrees in different ways but maybe enough to where we still have our free will whereas I don't think those people had much free will well they had free will but they they couldn't deny what they saw I know, you're just going, that's, that's crazy theology. Just well, made it's just like, I, I just think about, like, we compare God to, like, a father. Yeah. But it seems like the standard of care is a lot lower when it comes to God, when it comes to what's acceptable. Like, we, like, for instance, uh, like, if I were a father, I'd probably, if I knew my daughter had cancer, I'd try everything in my power to alleviate that mm -hmm. cancer, get her treatment, sure she's not suffering unduly but god on the other hand just doesn't seem but to that's if the body's the, the sole purpose of life the physical this 70 100 years on is not the purpose of life according to christianity it's the soul right you're a body you have a body but you are a soul 
And so maybe we're seeing it differently. Yes, you want to save your daughter, but it's not the physical body that needs to be saved. And I, I know that's, that, maybe that's shocking, but I, I, I can't hold my daughter's hand on everything. Sometimes like we have a dog now and it bites her um, because she plays rough with it. And and I keep telling her, don't when he bites, like he, she play, he's play biting, but she, she antagonizes him and provokes him. And I keep telling her, no, you gotta say no and don't let her bite your hand, play bite. And so sometimes she gets hurt and I'm like, Lucy, I'm done telling you. Right, you gotta say no and push him away, tell him no. Otherwise you're gonna suffer the consequences. And so I've let him not tear her hand off, but nip at her, and it hurts. He hasn't, he's not cut, cut yeah, anything, yeah. but like, sorry, hands off. You, you're gonna have to learn. You're gonna have to learn to defend yourself. You're not gonna be like this victim and like, help me, daddy, for everything. I think there's some benefit in that. Well, yeah, I, I think there are definitely some situations in which parents, you know, allow certain minimal suffering in order to teach a lesson, but I mean, in order for that argument to stand for God, we'd have to assume that, you know, every bad thing that's going on um, uninterfered with by God has some sort of grand lesson uh, with a silver lining to it. So Right. Everything works towards the glory of God. But then it goes back to the question, like, where do you draw that right. line? Like, this so, is too much God. That, I'll let you do a little bit, God, but but stop our free will and freedom of yeah. nature and all this stuff. That this, that this, the dividing line is the, the problem. It's either all so. or nothing, I think. And, but then there's the, play, the thing with miracles, well, then, right? That he does so maybe every, there's miracles constantly happening, and so maybe these, that's what's keeping things worse than than they are. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like we've kind of gone in a circle a little bit here, but all right. Um, I mean, we can keep. Well, what else? I got it. There's like so much we haven't. Yeah, how long has it been here? Been a good like hour or so. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. Be good. Um. How do you do this? Let, okay, let me look at that. So I got. Um, there's all kinds of things, right? We've done the five ways. Uh, there's okay. Um, where did the one go? Oh, the, just like maybe prophecies. How do you? And I didn't write them all down, but how do you explain like prophecies written hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before? Christ came. Why would someone write prophecy? This this person's going to come. It's going to be from this lineage. It's going to be from this woman who's actually going to be a virgin, going to be born in this town at this time, this day, boom, 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 and going to die this this way. How do you like deny all those that were written hundreds of years, hundreds of years before, and then boom, boom, they they happen. Like for me, I, a lot of the other that's that no other religion has that into that that was written in prior to the events, way before. Like and so for me, when I've read some of those. Um, pieces from the Old Testament, like, oh, crap, that only happens in fantasy Lord of the Rings again, right? There'd be a, the return of this prophecy king a thousand years from now, like, that's that's fantasy stuff. But this literally happened, and it's just too detailed, like, like, it's like, it's, it's the odds are impossible. It's like the whole thing with the bullseye last year, mm -hmm. or year before, remember, like, you have to hit that bullseye a billion times in a row, and each one of us have to do that. The odds of it happening, are, it, it happened. But it happened. So I'm not too, like, I think I briefly studied uh, the prophecies like while I was growing up in school and at church somewhat, but I'm unaware of any prophecies that are like specific to the date, um, as you've mentioned, that are like so specific that they're literally impossible. So I mean, you could take a look at them. Well, it's just it's not just one; it's like mm -hmm. them all added up. Like if you just say there's going to be um, a guy born in this town, 
okay, it's going to be the Messiah that's been processed. Okay, but when it's that, plus it's through this lineage, through it's this woman, um, through um, this, this, the other, other things happen, it's going to die this way, blah, blah, blah. It's like when you start stacking all those up, like there's to say someone's going to die in crucifixion, okay, that's not much prophecy, maybe, right? But when you do all of these and they all just, it's, it's like, what is that? Odysseus, like shooting the arrow through the, the, the those, those holes, and about a billion of those. Um, Okay, be resurrected, be, be the prophesied one in the Old Testament that comes from Abraham, from his lineage, bless all the nations, to call, be called the Prince of Peace, be called, given his actual name that he's given, um, bring in a new covenant, be killed on a cross, before even there was such things as crosses, right? There was yeah. a prophecy of a cross before crosses even came about. Come, be forsaken, vindicated, um, do miracles, be born of a virgin, come at a certain specific time in history, a certain place, suffer, bear our sins, kill himself, be pierced, that was preceded by Elijah, come riding in on a donkey, that was be called out of Egypt, done, born specifically in Bethlehem, be called a Nazarene, called God's son, be betrayed for exactly 30 pieces of silver, all these, be a willing sacrifice, Passover lamb that God would provide. Oh yeah, that's the cool thing, right? The book of Abraham and his son that was going to kill his son, remember that? Abraham, Abraham Isaac, Isaac and Ishmael, right? Has those two kids. Um, I think the Muslim, Muslims say it's Ishmael that, it was through, that this happened with, but the original Old Testament Christians believe, Jews believe that it was Isaac, that he was going to sacrifice him, his only son that he was given, right? And then God says, I will, don't worry, I will provide um, a sacrifice. Yeah. I will provide myself a sacrifice. That's what the word I think. I will provide myself a sacrifice, which hundreds of years later, he provides himself as a sacrifice, right? That's that's so cool. So all these typologies that you see, like 12 tribes of in the Old Testament, 12 disciples, Right, Adam, the new Adam is Christ. I mean, all, um, all these 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 cool typologies that happen over and over. But anyway, it'd be a star coming out of Jacob. Anyway, there's lots of those. Like, and they go on. Um, mm. All those added up. It's like, come on. So, I guess my comment would just be like, I I'd obviously have to look at the exact wording of each prophecy. Yeah. To, because we can obviously infer different things from certain. Uh, prophetical texts right and um and jews jews have done that right, right? that still believe they, they either say well you misinterpret it or they're being blind right one of us is being blind and maybe biased um and you know another thing might be that obviously jesus and the disciples were probably aware of the prof the prophecies and um like there's always a chance that they, and it probably is true that they attempted to fulfill each prophecy. And if they didn't fulfill each prophecy, there's a chance that that was kind of written into the gospel after the fact. I'm not saying that's yeah, yeah. necessarily true, but I'm just saying that to confirm all of these things beyond a reasonable doubt to me is is kind of difficult. So that that's just my response. Yeah. So read that least struggle book. I wish I still had. I think I gave it. Way, but uh, the, case the, case, the case for Christ, I think that's the one where he talks about like the evidence in the Gospels being written, like um, some of some of some of them, like within a couple of years, not the whole thing, but parts of it. Um, and this myth, all myth of like we're just creating this, like there's too many accounts that happen right away, they're written right away, and by too many outside sources to um, to say that like, ah, they just made it up. No, this is what historically happened. Um, there's tons of evidence for that in the Bible, obviously, which some people will dismiss because it's the Bible. That's right. But even outside it, there's other sources. But maybe check check that book out. I think I liked it. But then at that time, I think I had already like maybe I was quite done questioning. Um, but I was like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember coming across some of those things prior to that and reading like the veracity of the Old Testament, New Testament, because that was something I 
Okay, what about not even like Christianity, but like sure. just like a god or like some supreme being? Do you think that there is some supreme being or like not at all? Um, I mean, to that answer, I think uh, like besides the only Ka- besides Kanye, besides Kanye. <laughs> Actually, well, what do you think about Kanye? No, it is Christian. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't really have any thoughts on his conversion. I will say that his music after becoming Christian has been a little, <laughs> a little, uh, yeah, a little bit of a downgrade there. Um, Same but thing happened to Bob Dylan, supposedly. Well, yeah, I don't know. I th- I th- it got nice accolades, though, didn't it? His Jesus is King, or whatever it was called. I listened to it one time. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Okay, that was fine. Anyway, sorry. What do you so mm. about the two perfect beings? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, I think like supreme being. I mean, I don't think anyone can reasonably say that there there absolutely is no God. That there's proof that there is no God. Like that can like undeniably say that there is no God. Um, so I, as of now, I just say I don't know. And like yeah, as of now, I I just I don't find myself convinced of the existence of a god and from what i usually hear from these sorts of arguments that infer a deity um is sort of a god of the gaps sort of thing um like we can't explain this like we don't know why we're here we don't know how things came to be so therefore god so when you couldn't usually say um atheism of the gaps Right, atheism can't explain a lot of things, but we're just... Well, I, I mean, I think, a, I guess it depends on what type of atheism you're talking about, but from what I would consider atheism for myself is that I don't know if there's a supreme being, but as of now, I, I'm not necessarily convinced by the evidence. So I wouldn't say that I try to explain things by saying, oh yeah, there's no God, like, we just came about naturally. I just say I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Like this is beyond my yeah understanding. What what is it like? I'm sure there are some, but like I, I, we said this earlier. Like there's things that I can't explain because the rational mind can't go that far, can't go beyond. Especially if there's something transcendent, you can't transcend that. Um, so that's understandable, right? But um, what what an example of like where we use God as an excuse? for an answer? Um, well, I think, uh, I guess it kind of comes down to the specific argument. I'd say the design argument to me that, uh, you know, the laws of the universe were so finely tuned that it couldn't have come, came about naturally. To me, that assumes that the universe could have been um, a different, you know, it could have had different constants or laws, which we don't necessarily know to be true. And also, I, I would say that not only assumes, it, I would assume it, I would say that assumes that the argument assumes much more complexity than just a naturalistic argument would. So not only would we have to explain the cause, we would have to basically infer a more complex being than this universe to explain the universe. Mm. But what about the universe being so freaking complex? Like, just like what's going on inside our bodies, like, and we've got worlds inside our bodies that are that is incredibly complex. Not just one body, 
and that's just humans and there's all this other stuff um if we're i mean i just it's never made sense to me how the only thing that makes sense is that something perfect has to have always been neither one can, can i comprehend like that it just all of a sudden things just began or they've always been right i don't that, it just keeps recycling repeating boom boom like our arguments that you said clear. <laughs> but but there's still but to begin this conversation we had to start somewhere right mm -hmm. um there, there was a big bang um what was prior to that and i i just don't it doesn't make sense especially with the, like the, we were at this beautiful piece i need to read um, the short story by asimov um the last question right um basically it's dealing with entropy and like uh I, I, can't, I can't remember, but read it. It's a short story, like five, ten pages. It's fantastic. Um, but basically, like, energy should run out. And if it, it would have by now, I think, unless this is, this system just keeps repeating boom, boom, boom. But that doesn't make sense. It still doesn't explain the origins of where it had, maybe had to have come from. If it's not, unless the universe is perfect, but then we're given, but then we're given a mind to the universe. And if it is perfect, then we're talking about God again. Um, so the only way maybe for the universe to be is if it is perfect and that, that's, that's God. Um, I'm not saying God is, is the universe. I think he's outside of that. But um, that the only one that seems to make sense that I can, logical sense, even though I can't comprehend it, is that perfect being outside of space and time and matter said boom and, and created it. Created it. Um, as weird as that is. And so for me, like that's where I, that's where I, when I was like debating is there a God or not, it was like starting to follow those things um, that made me eventually say, okay, there must be some kind of God. But I know that a lot of people don't buy that, but it just seems like the other one's just like, well, we can't explain it, but there, there can't be a God and somehow we're just here naturally, but that mm -hmm. seems logically um, sufficient. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think some atheists probably uh, go a little too far in their assumptions about whether or not there's a God, but I mean, I, I'd say I'm comfortable saying I don't know about the subject, and I think the, the origin of the universe and the purpose of our lives is one of those things that I'm comfortable with saying I really don't know. Like, yeah. But I, I, unless I'm convinced beyond a reasonable doubt of like an, an extraordinary claim like the Christian God specifically the orthodox christian god is the god that i should believe in then i'm, I'm sort of hesitant to take that leap if, mm -hmm. so so here's the thing as well right with the pascal's wager you remember that one right um why not why, why not wager for believing in god because you probably have a better life and you might you might be rewarded in the end um i mean i think if you sincerely don't have the evidence um and you don't believe because you just you you were honest your heart was honest i think god makes acceptance for that uh, but um, I, most likely you're, you, you'll have a better life if you truly believe and things start to I think the bigger picture starts to make sense but um, what was I say about that um, what, play the numbers game no it's something different than that is what you how'd you end do you remember what you ended with um wait just you can't can't our short-term memories, man. Just stop. <laughs> you just can't reasonably, like, uh, without a doubt, like. Oh yeah, like if, like if, like I'm comfortable with saying I don't know about a, a lot of these big questions, but I, I'm not gonna make the leap of faith to an extraordinary claim if it's not backed with evidence that proves it to me beyond a reasonable doubt. But why do you? So why would you believe that there isn't one when there's no? 
Well, there's he, not much well, proof. I either. wouldn't say definitively, definitively that there isn't one. I just yeah. say like I don't know for sure. So but the, the alternative is that. Well, I mean, if, if there's a if there's a god and you you don't know him, then you're just like, okay, well, there's going to be the best I can do. But if you don't even think there is a god, then I guess you have to say it's all materialistic and there's pointless, right? I think that's what most like high end level atheists come to the conclusion that they're we're just making all this up and it is pointless. There is no purpose, which is then you're I mean, you're I don't know you're you're cell you're atoms or whatever <laughs> your atoms uh, are telling you what to do. You have no free will and no purpose. You have no purpose, and that it, that is. Mm pretty horrible way to live but um the other one is like t to follow something that does give you more meaning um yeah it's, 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 pascal's thing makes so, some sense right it, it's you you're not going to make that leap just because you don't fully but i couldn't do that like the evidence is there but I, I can't see it i can't jump through this mist um but eventually like gosh forget it i'm just gonna go because the alternative is like there's nothing behind that i mean, i have this vision right i'm like on this cliff i'm on this kind of cliff and there's this massive gap and there's fog or mist or something. There's not there's nothing behind me. I'm just standing on the edge. That's that's really interesting, right? What I'm what's behind me, it's it's nothingness. All I have is this little thing. And there's freedom or purpose or meaning on the other side. Um, that's how I it's weird how I envisioned it once upon a time. Yeah, I mean I, I definitely understand the um like what you're trying to say here. Like I, I definitely agree that as I said you know, religion does have um, a place yeah. in in a lot of people's lives, and um, to me, though, I, I just feel like if you're not truly convinced, you know, it, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily um, like sure. I, I guess you could try to convince yourself as much as possible, but I think there there comes a point where you just kind of feel like you're living a double life where you're, you're being dishonest. Yeah, you're just kind of dishonestly believing something for your own benefit and I feel like even according to Christian tenets that would probably be like a bad thing yeah. like to just kind of do something for your own personal benefit so. yeah. it's the hardest thing though right because you're I mean you're being some people say being arrogant some people say you're being brave and courageous and honest right depends on like it depends on you I don't know right like I had um, some students this year Sneha, I thought she was fantastic. You know her, right? Yeah. I think she was genuinely a good, a good-hearted person. She oh, was just sure. struggling, like, to believe. She wasn't arrogant about it. Like, yes, I'm an atheist. Right? You got those brains. <laughs> your dogs. Um, but um, so, like, you, you're like, I'm going to. I gotta believe the truth, and I understand that. That's. I think that's where I, I was. I, I'm not going to believe something unless it is true, no matter what it is, right? And that's. And maybe I, I was. I didn't see clearly, right? And I, and I wanted to go one way. You, people could argue that you just—I you know, just chose this route, but I don't think so. I think I really wanted to genuinely know, and I think that's where you are. But it's the weirdest thing to be saying. I'm going to stand for the truth, even though there may not be truth, right? Like I, I wouldn't say that, right? From my perspective, I say I'm going to stand for the truth because there is truth, right? For you, you're like I don't even know if there is objective, real truth, but I'm going to be true. It's a weird. I don't know I'd say there's like I'd say that there's like an atheist definition of truth like just Sam Harris versus Peterson definition of truth well yeah well, <laughs> well I think there's like certain things that you can observe about reality that are consistent with statements that you make like if I say there's a computer in front of me and I observe a computer in front of me I, I would say that's true sure and 
so I, I'd say in that sense there is truth, but in the Jordan Peterson sense, that, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know if there is like uh, truth in that sense. But would that be like a subjective truth? Like if well, you I, see the computer, so, it's almost like they switched. Well, what their definitions of truth? I always yeah. thought it'd be the opposite of what they both supported. So I think Jordan Peterson's definition of truth is more ethics centered. Um, and I mean, I, I sort of understand, yeah, like the idea that it's kind of hard as an atheist to have like, like for sure a priori principles of ethics yeah. that we can all agree upon, um, uh, which I mean, fair enough. Um, but uh, I, I would say there is in, in a certain sense a truth to be had though even if there is no, like, ethical truth. Yeah. Any thoughts, Aaron? You've been awfully uh, quiet here. I don't know, Adam, you're... I think... I, I don't... I would say Christians don't know that, like, without a doubt that there is, like... A god. I think that's like why it's like faith based. I don't mm -hmm. think that. Um, you don't think there's multiple millions of Christians that have no doubt. I think they have struggles, and there's always doubts. But I mean, like personally, me, like I've had throughout my walk, I've had doubts, right? Yeah, I think I, 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 Did I miss something, right? Did I did my did I misinterpret all those things that I think were miracles and like God talking to me twice in my life? Um, and did the billions of other people, the majority of the world, get it wrong, right? Um, There's just this brain that's just firing and making it crap up. But I think there are a lot of people that do fully have 100% faith. I wish so I where they right. don't have doubts anymore? <clears throat> I can't. I think so. No. no? I think you always have doubts. Until you until you reach heaven, you like are enlightened. I think you'll always have some doubts. And that's okay, but it's okay to have doubts. I'm not saying it's bad to have doubts. But I'm, I, and I think this goes to Adam's point. Like I think you're always going to have doubts because, as Adam said, there's n not going to be a hundred percent for sure evidence that like God is like real, at least on this earth. Like we'll never be able to like hundred percent without a doubt prove that. I think that's why there will always be doubts. I think you can get to the point where you like have convinced yourself so heavily of like your beliefs to where like you don't doubt them anymore but I, I think that's just kind of like tricking yourself I think deep down there are like st still doubts that could be brought up you just are kind of actively trying to not think about them I think we have a little bit of a disagreement here about what about like the strength of the argument or the evidence how so like, oh, I feel like Mr. England has a little bit more, or a lot more confidence in the evidence that Christianity is true. Would you agree? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I think there's plenty but of evidence. Paul definitely, I don't think, doubted after a while. Peter, like those people that, like... I definitely think there are people that don't really doubt, like, the veracity of Christianity. I think it would be kind of foolish to not doubt. It, once you saw God or you experienced God, like, well, yeah, oh, like, oh, okay, yeah, like, but those, that's different though. Like, I, 
Peter or Paul, what did you say? Sure, or like, or, like they've experienced. I think that's different because yeah, I think if you've ex- like been like with Jesus and like yeah. like been alongside him, I think okay, yeah, then I don't think you would doubt at so all. So the last thousand years when no one's actually had personal like interaction, if, yeah, seen a resurrected body and stuff like that. Right. Okay, but I, I still think some people just had some kind of interaction with God that they they don't question. Can't prove it. I don't. But I think there'd be accounts of it probably written down. But I think there are a lot of people like Mother Teresa that had dark, many dark nights in the soul, and like God was silent. But maybe good. I don't know. That's, that's depressing. But, um, so you asked earlier, though, like what is, are we doing? What is truth? And it popped in my head, like I heard uh, like, uh, someone give a talk on this, and he said like Jude, uh, Pontius Pilate had um, Jesus Christ right there, right, and presented Christ to the, to the people, and like what are we going to do with this guy? And it's like he even asked the Jesus, "What is truth?" And it's like. Dude, it's like right next mm-hmm. to you, right? What it, what is everything? It's all right, right in front of your face, right? Um, I think I, that we live life maybe that way, right? We don't see, like I, I just because I believe in God doesn't mean I'm not missing a crap load of stuff, right? I'm blind to so many things. I, I go through through life struggling or not being thankful for this or that, and um, think thankful for the beauty right in front of me in the moment right in front of me and always like gotta go the next thing next thing right no stop and just ponder and be appreciative of what you got right now um so he we're all blind but uh as i heard something recently with uh, holmes and watson sherlock holmes and watson they're out camping had a little drink one one night and um they go to sleep and then they wake up and and um sherlock holmes says to watson hey watson yeah and, and, and look up what do you see he says Oh, I see his stars, and he says, "What does that tell you?" Well, um, that it's it uh, th- that constellation's there and there. And that means it's winter time, and that uh, that it's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow based on this, and uh, that that this it means that we're yeah. not alone. That all these things could be planets, and all it just goes on to all these these scientific explanations. And and um, uh, Sherlock says something like, "Well," and then Watson says, "What does it t- tell you? What do you see?" He says, "Well." I think someone stole our tent. <laughs> and it's just like, we could be so deep on certain things, right? And miss what's right in front of us. I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah. that's not going to convince you or me, right? But I think it, it is a way we, um, regardless of what you believe, it's like a way we live our lives, unfortunately. like. Mm. Well, yeah, we give a lot more scrutiny to certain subjects that we don't feel as emotional about. I yeah, think. no, for yeah. sure. Like politics. Stuff like that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, can't they see it? Can't they see <laughs> yeah. What's going on? The, 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 yeah, every side's saying the other side's a lot. They got some lies. We're missing it. Yeah. I don't know. I would. I was. I would just say that. Like, I think there is substantial evidence for Christianity. I was just making the point that like, you're not going to be able to 100 percent prove it. And I'm not saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I don't think it makes me like. I don't know, you were saying that England and I have, like, a different, like, view on, like, the evidence for it. I, I, I think there's, like, ample evidence for it. I'm just, my point was that it just will never be able to, like, 100% prove it. Hmm. Would y'all say that, and I guess to give this a little context, I, I heard uh, William Lane Craig, uh, you know, like yeah. a big Christian heavyweight in the... Uh, Apologetics to, yeah, apologetics. I don't really? Uh, I think he's pretty good. I think he's like. I think mod- not the best apologist by any means for me. 
Okay. Well, I, I guess he's an apologist. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, no, for sure. We'll say yeah. mid-tier. How about that? <laughs> uh, he's also associated with HBU. Dang. I got a lot no, HBU is like, I looked into it, and they're actually, they have a lot of, like, big fingers. Yeah. I was surprised. Going out. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, um, when he was asked, like, what, I think something along the lines of, like, what would convince you otherwise, or, like, what is the most convincing argument to you of God's existence? He said something along the lines of, like, well, you know, even if the arguments were not in favor of God's existence, I would believe because of the conviction of the Holy Spirit, like the witness of the Holy Spirit or something. So would you all say that that is also, like, sort yeah, like sort of the centerpiece of your faith? I think so. Honestly, I think personal experiences are a centerpiece to my faith. I mean, if I wouldn't have had, like, so if, if um, the Holy Spirit is how we commune with God, like, through the noose, if that's right, which I think it is, but, uh, right, you got the rational part, but there's something higher. It's not, that, that's where we commune. We don't communicate with our computer and our noggin in our head, but um, through the Holy Spirit, well, yeah, I guess that's where I, um, I felt like when I finally like said okay uh, I believe that there was this spiritual infusion and change and thing I've never felt before um, and yeah and like I guess you could say it's just emotions but I don't know yeah, sure you there's don't that like pe- that, yeah though. I know I know he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say it's just emotions well no I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything but well, I, mean, yeah, I know it's, I do, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not right it's just like you just like, oh, yeah. these feelings up right um, but God, it's it's um, that piece that passes surpasses passes understanding. Um, there have been things that I can't explain, um, wisdom or advice or feelings that are given to me that um, don't seem just made up. Yeah, and like like you get, you get this sort of um, truth, like this is real, this is right, um, this conviction sometimes, but also like this is the right way, this is the way, and like. It's not it's something I made up rationally, I don't think. I mean, as you said before, like, there's just natural human inclinations to do certain things. Like, what do you say those are? Like, are those just, like, stuff going on in our brain, neurons firing? Um, well, I mean, just assuming that modern scientific theory is somewhat accurate it would probably be best explained by evolution and i guess certain tendencies that help us with survival and stuff like that so um i mean there's a reason why we feel good when we do things that help us survive like mm-hmm. eat and <clears throat> procreate and you know stuff like that so there's so. something i wish in the mere christianity like the second chapter talks about that there be he says there's this moral um this natural law that we all have yeah right not nature but natural spiritual law of right and wrong and we all appeal to it like hey that's you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to do this and yeah okay we either created it through evolution um or through evolution with god or no evolution and god but um it's there and for whatever reason most of us live by it um but he's saying that there's like if you imagine if you hear um someone's screaming for help there would be party go oh someone needs help right let's go help and then be party go whoa maybe it's the herd instinct the evolution take care of yourself right protect mm-hmm. yourself you might get shot doing it 
and then he says there's another, but then there's a third one that is not through evolution. It can't be through the herd, the evolution instinct. Um, and it says, but you need to do that. You don't want to, but you need to. There's an ought, an ought and he calls that the moral one that comes in. And he says it's kind of like um, playing the piano. It's like it, it can't be the, the herd instinct or it can't be the, the key itself on the piano telling you to play that key. It has to be something from outside of it, something higher that's telling you this is what is right or wrong. It can't be the actual um, key or, or instinct itself telling you that. So I, that... Maybe there's some holes in that, and people will dismiss that, but it, it seems right. There's something beyond just evolutions. It's outside of evolution, I think, telling us that this is our herd instinct. Where, where does that come from? Um, well, I mean, I'd say that uh, seems pretty evident that like cooperation and you know a rights-based society would provide a lot of personal benefit to a lot of people. So I, I wouldn't say that it's necessary. It's not, I wouldn't say it's not necessarily explainable by just naturalism, you know? Like I, I'd say there is, I definitely could see a universe where um, we just come about ethics by what helps us as a society and what helps like on average, the most for every person in that society. But wouldn't so. that be the first one? Like, you should you you need to co we need to cooperate because mm -hmm. we work better instinctively. Like we know this now. We work, I guess, through evolution, if you say, right? That we'll do, be that way. But oh, I want to be selfish and backstabbing and try to cheat. Mm -hmm. Right? There's also that. Right? There's right. there's that's both of those could be the her maybe. But then there's something inside that from maybe from above from outside of you saying you shouldn't. Where does that voice come from? Neither one of those seem to be that which you just said. I, so I'm, I don't really think I'd make a distinction between like the I shouldn't from like the societal mm -hmm. need for cooperation. I'd say that to me those are kind of the same thing. Hmm. You don't, so you don't have one like saying well, I'd say, like, there's certain situations where it's like, oh, like, oh, I could uh, <laughs> personally benefit from screwing over this person and I could get away with it, but I think something deep down, which I think I would identify as, like, this innate um, desire for cooperation or, like, tendency towards cooperation that kind of compels me mm -hmm. to be, like, you know, I, I don't think I should screw this person over. Maybe that's not necessarily what I should do. And I wouldn't necessarily attribute that to, like, a divine yeah. intervention. And I wouldn't say that it's logically necessary that that impulse be, um, like, a transcendent force, yes. I get what you're saying. Where are we at in terms of time? I it felt like very, mm -hmm. went by very fast. Mm-hmm. You doing anything today, Adam? Nope. Are y'all, what are y'all, what are you up to in the stream? Families. Families? Yeah. For dinner and just oh. chat. You don't see each other too much anymore. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. part of the family? My, my parents. Oh, okay. Family man. 
Yeah, I spend more time with them now. Because right. when you're in your 20s, you're just you're go, go, go. you got to establish yourself and you're, right. you're off college or work or wherever. But then you eventually maybe settle down if they're near you. And then you realize like life's going faster and faster each year. Yeah, I've definitely felt that. Already? Like, yeah, like, like this, this year, year. like yeah. This past year flew by. Feels like last week I graduated and I was you know, standing out there and receiving my diploma, you know, but here I am. Yeah, I'm still like, oh, I'm in college? When did that happen? Yeah. I feel that. Well, then, then you're going to get to the point where you just go, wait, college was over half my life ago. Oh, my gosh. I'm so old. <laughs> Yeah. That's scary. High school almost feels like that. Like, it feels like such a long time ago. But it really wasn't. When I was like a freshman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I barely sure. remember what happened. I barely yeah, remember freshman year. But here I am. <laughs> uh, so. so, Adam, do you think, last question. Okay. How, did you, do you think you gained anything from this conversation? <laughs> um... You know, it's funny. I, I think, like, whenever I'm in class, I'll just sit there, and right afterwards, I'd be like, oh, wow, that was kind of dumb. Like, I, I don't like I don't think I learned anything. Yeah. But, like, going back and just kind of, like, thinking back, I, like, actually did. So I think it's kind of hard to identify exactly what you learned like, mm-hmm. right after you learned it, um, at least in my experience. But I definitely say, like... It's okay if you didn't. Yeah, no, no, I think, like, I definitely see y'all's perspective um a lot more like in terms of the prophecies and um like the argument about pleasure like i i think i can kind of see where y'all are coming from more and more more clearly yeah in terms of like like have i heard anything that convinced you he's gonna yeah yeah but maybe slowly like i don't think that ever happens where there's like always just, like one not. instance where, like oh like yeah this was like yeah. right i think it's just an accumulation isn't it kind of like your four years in, in high school right like mm-hmm. each day you're like i didn't change but no you did you, yeah you, you just four don't years. really notice yeah. same thing with every conversation like i did i change i don't feel like i'm that much different but I, I did change, right? Yeah. It's, it's, this is going to change me, and I and I definitely enjoyed it. Um, then you you gave me like some questions I need to think about, um, and maybe it, I don't know. It, it helped. I as a human being, I think I I grew these mm-hmm. just, just these two hours just sharing like conversation and conversation, um, sharing maybe what I think is true and backing like like vivifying me, but also just like through spiritually, but also just like through living. Um, setting right here that was positive I think it's always good to like talk to like I don't want to say the opposing side just like different perspectives just to like know like oh I've never really thought about that maybe I should look more into that it's always good to like test yourself I think it's always good to have a civil discussion with the other side (laughs) you know (laughs) that isn't too common nowadays So. No, but when it is, right? Those are it's pretty. It's those pretty are beautiful nice. podcasts. Like, yeah. Those are the ones I enjoy listening to. Have you listened to any good podcasts lately? I've been on a kick with. Oh yeah, so I I listen, I listen to too many too much. Like high intensity health, too you many. might like too many too much. So, uh, but um, no, the one I've been eating up. Um, some Joe Rogan here and there. What was one? Uh, Robert Shock. 
talking about like how the, he and then there's another one with Randall Carlson and um, oh gosh Graham Hancock check that one out that's the one with the, the evidence for the flood that, and the earth's older than it is and, but there's a couple of them yes with that guy those guys they're great but the Robert Schock is like the Egyptologist and talking about the pyramid being way older and we're all we're like civilizations like two, two at least two times older than we realize and there were some ancient brilliant civilizations that have been around they were just wiped out through either flood or asteroid or something like that and there's there's not too much evidence but it's being this is Rogan? yeah on him yeah Robert Schock S-H-O-C-H-O-O-C-H something like that but these other guys as well those are fantastic and then and what's neat about that they talk about all these things that have happened and at the same time I'm reading the plagues in Genesis as well prior to that and like the long days and the creation um, Tower of Babel, the flood, and all this—how, like, trying to piece it together with all this old right. evidence—and like, oh man, somehow I, I can't do it. But like, if it happened, I think it happened. Why, why create these things? Just, just some random funny stories. No, these—they're gonna remember a flood, right? If it wiped out the whole civilization, you're gonna remember that. If they built a Tower of Babel. Why make it up? There's no point, right? There are some massive tower that was built, and all these things happened. Um, when I don't know, but the the plagues, right? Things like that devastated Egypt and changed Egypt and I think it changed the Sphinx like it's the, um, their structure there's I think it was the hell and the fire maybe is what I was thinking instead of just rain but um, there used to be water in the Nile Valley or the, the Sphinx mm-hmm. that was flooded and it's way older than it should be and anyway it's just like fun trying to like piece this all together because there is an answer and we don't have it but uh, I like that but the one I've been listening to um, Fundamental Health by uh, Paul Saladino he talks about the carnivore diet I wanted to try the carnivore diet. It's like I, you go to keto first and you realize, okay, that's pretty good because it's like cutting out the carbs and you're not going to be a diabetic. You're, you're going to increase your, your brain power, your testosterone, your energy, um, your life. And then he starts talking. And then I heard Sean Baker, Dr. Sean Baker, over a year ago, and, and Jordan Peterson's daughter. Yeah. Um, she's a carnivore. He's a carnivore yeah. too. And they, and they like, but what about like fiber? You need fiber, and you can't get enough vitamins and minerals and this and that. And then they start. He starts looking at the evidence, and he's sharp and honest. And he used to be a vegetarian as well. He starts going into like, no, if you look at this, 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 it is the richest source of, of, of food. Is you can get it all from from nose to tail, not just meat. But you have to eat some organs as well sometimes, right? Okay. rough, but it gives you everything you need, um, like more than any other food source. 100 times over um, and just talking about the evidence of, of it actually making sense and our, and our ancestors that's what they did every now and then they find a berry or they find some vegetables it wasn't but it wasn't for a long time that uh, that we had those now we have them everywhere in the supermarket but um, why is our health falling to crap probably because what we are eating what we should be eating and you start listening to these things and it's just fascinating talk about how you actually need suns you need the sun you need high cholesterol like high LDL, high HDL, and low triglycerides is actually like the winning formula. But if you eat high cholesterol meats and you eat crappy carbs, then that's that's a killer, right? And then he then he goes, um, don't do that. And that's what most Americans are doing, right? The hamburger, the pizza. It's it's a combination of the fat and the, the carb, and that, that that'll kill you. Um, when he's talking about um, how the biggest brains are carnivores, the smallest brains by far vegetarians. You don't live, to be, yeah. You don't live, or vegan, but you don't live to be over 100. I don't know if there's ever been one. If you're eating just vegetables, the, and these doctors are saying some of the sickest patients I've ever seen are the vegetarians. Um, uh, so, 
like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's look into this. Um, it may not be right for everybody, but man, mm-hmm. check check some of that stuff out. I want to try it, honestly. Salad, I know, right? Diet. Oh, it's, it's, it may change uh, your life, and especially if, like, working out and being healthy, health conscious, you may want to look into it. Yeah, I don't know. To me, I, <laughs> I like to keep it very simple, you know, just eat at maintenance calories, eat, like, enough protein, and work out, and just kind of wing it, so. I don't know, the yeah. big thing that, for the carnivore diet for me is, like, all these people that I've tried it, they're like, yeah, I have more energy. Like, I want more energy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But you do miss every now and then. Well, some people say they don't miss their carbs. After a while, they're like, it doesn't faze me. But I, I still like my, my pie, or mm-hmm. I want a donut every now and then. But I feel like crap when I eat it. You notice, like, whoa, body. It's like you're sluggish. You're brain dead for a couple hours. <laughs> is I functioning like that always, or is it just because I'm not used to it anymore? I think it's a combination. But um, you do sometimes miss some. I do some some of the other foods. Wait, are you on the carnivore um, I I'm going back on it. I, I was trying it, but I wasn't doing it necessarily correct. Um, so now I'm going back slowly. I'm still doing more keto. Okay. Um, so I'll let you know. I yeah, try to do it for a whole have... month and see how I feel. I know Rogan did it for, for two months, months, I think. I think he did it for one or two months, maybe three months. But I know he did it, and he like said it was good. I don't know if anybody has said I mean, I'm sure there are people, but most everybody, like a lot of these yeah, doctors are doing it. It's fantastic. stuff about it. Yeah. It's interesting how, like, I feel like when I was younger, like, Oh, like to be healthy, it was to be like vegan or vegetarian. Like right. that was the healthy thing, and like it's kind of like almost shifting completely to the opposite side of actually. You need your fat. You need cholesterol. You need the sun. Right. It's like everything the government tells us is, is a lie. We're like, <laughs> we're like, oh man, there it's are some powers out there that are controlling us and duping us, making us vegan. Flip flop, flip flop. I don't know. I I just think like nutrition is probably the least interesting thing about fitness to me like i yeah. I, I i just prefer a more like intuitive basic like, i mean i feel like if you're interested in biology nutrition is like awesome i i took a biology class last or yeah last semester i hated it I it it's was okay, awful he's intuitive with his health and intuitive <laughs> with religion it's like just gotta come naturally but what if like there is, but what if there is a better way right like if you really want to be stronger or healthier or more powerful like what if this is it like why why yeah. not check it out yeah that's true like I guess in in a sense like <laughs> it is a little bit lazy of me to just kind of you know wing it in terms of nutrition but I'd say like I'd say in terms of training protocol I'd say I'm pretty experimental so Sort of. I don't do much like CrossFit or anything. But you need to. You need to come join me this summer, like while you're here. Go to yeah, it's just like five o'clock in the morning. Five yep. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Look, I'm not. I have no problem with that. But like, to me, it's just like, is CrossFit to get more athletic or is it to look better? Because, like, I just being fun. completely honest with myself. Okay. Yeah, like. I want to be. Be like. I want to look good. Pretty healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to live for a long time. Right, and there's, it's hard off maybe with vanity, but then yeah. it's like I want to get strong, and I want to mm-hmm. see what I can do. Right. I want, I want, I don't like. I'm you're when you get in your forties, like your body definitely. If you, even if you've been working out, taking care of it, mm-hmm. starts you can't fight father time. So like, right. things are going down. Like I don't, I don't want to be like, like my dad, right, who is almost obese and's got all these issues, heart, diabetes, and stuff like this. Like, dude, no, fight it. Live as healthy and strong and beautifully like as you can for as long as you can. So I'm not. Like I feel like I feel like garbage. Like when I get sick or if I'm weak, mm-hmm. and I don't want to function my whole life that way. So I do it for that. And it's becoming more about more about health, 
Um, but I do want, and I also like um, the competition with the CrossFit. Just like it's fun, like, seeing how fast you can get, or competing with friends or against friends. Yeah. Um, okay, so you you wake up at like five in the morning. I wake up at four. Four, four, thirteen, sometimes, but and then I get there by five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's because my because my kids are sleeping life. in, and then my wife, um, she can take care of them briefly before she has to go to work. But then, like throughout the day, I've got the kids now, and um, and then after in the afternoon, I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Okay, do you take a nap during no, the day? No, I just, go to, you go, to I just go to bed like eight or nine. I know it's so early, right? Oh, but nice. if I don't, if I'm not getting my eight hours, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel it. So it's a little early. It's not na- maybe natural. I wish it was like more like I would work out at six when yeah. the sun's coming up. But you know, I have a question. Day. Why does God make us sleep? All like, right. why is that a thing? Right. Like, why does God make us sleep? Like, I have so many training sessions have just been like completely deflated by like a lack of sleep, and here I am wondering like That's what's the point of this? Like in heaven, I don't think we sleep. <laughs> We're just chilling like all the time. Like, huh? yeah. I guess not actually. Yeah. I never really thought about that. But I don't know, I'd say, like, my goal is to achieve, like, the amount of strength and muscle mass that I want first and then sort of branch off into, like, competitive, like, weightlifting and, like, extreme cardio and stuff like that. But I, I just really want to have that foundation first, you know. Aaron, why don't you start lifting then? Like, <laughs> Maybe I will. I feel like it's... I need... If I am going to work out, I need to, like, do it with someone. Like, I can't motivate myself to do it. Yeah. Come to 24 with me tomorrow. With the Rice Village one? Where do you go? Uh, I go to the one on, uh, it's, like, next to the Galleria. Okay. It's, like, yeah. yeah. yeah like, I almost went back there. Like, no, we do CrossFit. It's closer. <laughs> yeah. I also need someone to, like, teach me. Yeah, yeah, true. Like, I don't know Fair how enough. to do it's, it. It's sort of weird, like, how do you not know, like, <laughs> things, but there's so many things we yeah, don't know no. until something right. outside force teaches us, shows us. Right. When I started, like, I didn't know anything. Like, I probably couldn't like, identify each muscle. I don't want to mess up my body that, by, yeah. like, doing stuff no. correctly. Like, yeah. <laughs> you should get the phone recorded, like, here's how you do it, and yeah. have them backwards, upside yeah. down, whatever. Send uh, it into <laughs> those YouTube channels that, like, <laughs> roast people. Yeah. No, but if you want to, you know, I extend that offer to uh, any of my acquaintances that happen to hear this. <laughs> what time do you usually do it? Uh, man, I go at like 8 or 9.30 in the morning. How long it's do you go? All day. <laughs> All day. <laughs> no, they limit us to an hour there now. An hour? Wow. Yeah, for COVID. That's pretty quick, actually. We'll talk more about this, Adam. Actually, but like, I'll, we're actually like... But uh, a secret for the people that have listened this far into the podcast, if you get there like 15 minutes early, they let you in. So, uh, yeah. if, you li- if they listen to this part, they're going, man, these last 15 minutes have been the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, I'm hungry. Yeah. I think it's that time for lunch. Thank you for coming out. I enjoyed it. I thought, I I thought it was beneficial for me, at least. I thought I gained some stuff from it. Yeah. The most productive Saturday I've had in a while. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, my Saturdays have been pretty bad, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, thank you. We'll definitely do this again later in the summer. Maybe get, get some of the lads together, um, talk more about just like life. It's someone more like edgy, like very. You think you know? Luke's edgy? No. No. Uh, Luke's pretty chill. Like a strong atheist. You know, strong. I don't know any strong. Do we have any? Like strong? a very out there. I mean, 
I'm like, not gonna. I, I got a feeling, <laughs> but I don't like. Like I think you're, you're the, one of the stronger ones. Well, he's not even like, that. He's just like I don't like, know. You, you've looked at more of the evidence. Like, yeah. like some people just come up with some soft work stuff. So, so yeah, we don't. I don't know. Well, you know, happy like that with it. Well, no, he's not. No, right. I'm gonna say a former teacher here, oh. but I don't think he's got that much either. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Anyway. You know who we need to get is um, Miss Hanish. Yeah. She. Oh, she did that. Um, didn't she do like some like class or? I remember. I don't know, but her, her like the science like I've seen her oh, go yeah. against atheist really sciences professors and just like like it's surprising how much like she just sort of rocked them. Um, yeah. I don't know. Her. I'm not very like familiar with the scientific aspect of the debate. Like I'd say that's something I'm very about. ignorant about and would probably like. Yeah, not be very uh, contributive towards. So. Well, thank but you anyway. guys for joining me. Of course. Um, really appreciate it. Until next time. All right. Thank you. <laughs>